Welcome to Far North Toker. This is episode 21, June 8, 2016, with your host, Mid Toker. Thank you for listening. Tonight, we have a very important Far North Toker alert. We have anti-marijuana efforts surging in the Fairbanks borough, according to Amanda Bowen. Bowman. So, let's get right to her story, and then I just got back from the meeting a few hours ago. I'll give you my take on that, and then we'll listen to it. Okay, from Amanda Bowman, News Miner, anti-marijuana efforts surge in Fairbanks borough. Efforts are underway to stop marijuana businesses from opening in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. A Salter man is launching an initiative with hopes to keep legal marijuana trade out of the borough. While the president of a strip mall condominium association maintains pot shops are prohibited in the River Mall on College Road under condo association rules because marijuana remains illegal under federal law. The borough so far has issued more than 40 land use permits for different marijuana businesses, mainly cultivation. Another six applications for land use permits are pending, according to the Borough Department of Community Planning. Eleven of the total permits are for marijuana stores. Initiative pending. The initiative to prohibit marijuana commerce in the borough is pending review by Borough Clerk Nancy Ashford Bingham, who said she received the application Tuesday. Jim Oslin of Salcha said he intends to gather enough signatures to get a question on a local ballot asking the voters to stop marijuana commercialization. Not right here, stepping out of the article. This Jim Oslin, he is... Uh, he was an opponent of Frosty Farms, uh, I believe, episode hmm, 18, Far North Tokers. That's a long shot. I don't know if I got that right or not. But episode 8, the, the Frosty Farms episode, I go into talking all about that. You get to hear the burrow. Um, Jim talks there. Some of his other henchmen are there talking as well. Got a little crazy tonight. Um, but if you want to hear him talk more, you can go uh, listen there. Back into the story. Under state law, communities have the option to ban marijuana commerce. The city council in Delta Junction approved a ban on commercial marijuana in February. If Austin's application is approved, he will have until July 8th to gather a minimum of 2570 signatures to get a question on the October 4th municipal ballot. All right, so his major plan was to have 25 people gather 100 signatures. That's his plan, and then go further than that. Um, I do honestly believe that a marijuana industry is not good for Fairbanks. I do believe a lot of people in this town feel the way that I do. The people have the right to choose what kind of community they want to live in. Oslin said his group, Drug Free Fairbanks, has a handful of members and more people are being recruited. Meeting is planned for tonight, which I went to earlier. Um, interesting, we'll get to that. Austin said many people voted for the 2014 statewide ballot measure decriminalization, decriminalizing marijuana because they didn't think people should be put in jail for using marijuana. They don't necessarily embrace marijuana commercialization, he said. Now we are going to have stores all over town, Austin said. We are going to have it growing all over town. We're going to have all these businesses if it's just an ordinary thing like going out and getting a six-pack of beer. Hmm. Hmm. Right. A six pack of beer. I, I, that's got to be the craziest thing right there. I'm going to pack up a little bit, a little bit of poking. Uh, now we are going to have stores all over town. We are going to have it growing all over town. That sounds a little bit of reefer madness straight to the definition. 
we are going to have all of these businesses as if it is just an ordinary thing, like going out and getting a six-pack beer. Hopefully it becomes an ordinary thing, and people like Mr. Oslin uh, do not have such a problem with later. Quick poke here before I get into pot shops against River Mall rules. Nothing happened um, tonight in the meeting about that. It might be, it appears as if it's a completely different agenda. This one is the condo association going right against. So maybe I'll deal with that later. Maybe that'll come up at the assembly. Um, so let me just do a little poke here and then we'll actually, we'll get right into the meeting. Now, I guess the big thing to share about the meeting was, um, first walked in, there was four people there when I got there, ten of, (coughs) ten of six, um, walk in, as I, I signed the petition, you know, put my email down, see if they contact me, let me know if anything's going on, future things, and... From there, um, she, well, let me just play it. This is what happened. Bam! And who are you with this? Um, with myself, I suppose. Who are you with? Sensible people, the Fairbanks Bird she was aggressive right from the start i i just was nice just kept on walking um i haven't had too many interactions with miss diver before but um and none have been like that um as people coming in she's telling them that they're at the wrong meeting She's telling people, oh, your group is up there, and this is not for debate. She's saying Turney and his turnips. Um, she's asking people, are you against marijuana? Oh, okay, just just double-checking. All Turney's turnips are up there. Uh, it was bad, a bad way to start. Um, the meeting, the guy presented what he was going to do. He, um, there were a few people that wanted to ask questions, which they did get a chance to ask questions at the end, but it's... In my opinion, it's always good to have the questions come out so everyone hears at the same time. And the reason you don't do that is because you don't want to hear, have everyone hear it at the same time. So everyone doesn't have a chance to hear the questions. Little groups broke off. Um, I had a few little um, chats with some of the people. I asked them specifically. I asked the coordinator, uh, Mr. Osland. During this, you'll hear him say that he, if... If they lose in the fall, then they're done. You guys get to have what you want. Well, we already have. It's It's been voted. It's two years going on. And you know what? As I'm sitting here thinking about this, um, if for some reason they do get this canceled in Fairbanks, 
I can't see how it would. I mean, it already passed the one way. I guess it, it can pass the other way. If it does, we need to get gathered together and get a class action lawsuit against this drug-free Fairbanks. Where were they um, a year ago? These licenses are done. We we just paid $6,000 and change for licenses and fees. Um, one of them is non-refundable. What are you going to do about that? Where were these people a year ago? We're right now. We're starting. This is crazy to be doing this. This should have been handled last year when it was all being discussed. They should have been at the meetings. Uh, to be fair, they were at the the conditional use permit meeting, and you can listen to them then. But uh, well, let me just let me play. Let me play his little presentation. Presentation. It's not too long. You can So many people out here about the community, regardless of what side of the issue you're on. My name is Jim Oslin. I'm the program director for Direct Free Fairbanks. And uh, our name says what we're about. Uh, I want to announce that we have a Facebook page. So if you're trying to find information about what's going on with this issue and what we're up to, you can go to facebook.com slash Directory Fairbanks. Yeah, I'll get you there. Now, I say Fairbanks a lot, but what I really mean is a Fairbanks North Star Borough. But I mean, let's face it, nobody's going to type in www.facebook.com slash Fairbanks North, you know, drug free Fairbanks North Star Borough. That's not going to happen. We had to shorten it, and that's what we did. Um, I'm sure some of you people here tonight think that the marijuana industry in Fairbanks is the best thing since a gold rush. And the rest of us are thinking it's the worst thing since the 67 flood. Now most of us, I'm sure you guys in the audience, you've already made up your mind what you think about this. I have. And so, we're not going to waste time by talking about it. Whoa. I, 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 excuse me. I'm not going to the group. I don't excuse me. Please wait to be acknowledged before you speak. Um, what we're here to talk about tonight is our application for a voter initiative. It's been submitted to the borough, and it creates a new ordinance. And it's really a simple thing in one sentence. And that ordinance says marijuana businesses are prohibited in the borough outside of cities. That's what we want. Now, we're using a voter initiative process because that's the only way we can accomplish this, getting rid of marijuana businesses. And I think if you go back and think about Proposition 2, um, it passed in November of 2014. It legalized marijuana for people under 21. It legalized the production and sale of marijuana. And this is all under state state law. This, this is totally against federal law, what I just talked about. And it created a system 
stick over there. Election, 
you're going to be shocked if you don't know this already. The no people spent about $270,000. The top two contributors were Northwest Strategies, which is like a Anchorage-based communications uh, and marketing agency, and they spent, they donated 32000 and some dollars. Number two, it was, was um, the Geneva Corporation, which is a native village corporation. They donated uh, about $25,000. Now let's talk about the vote yes people. They spent almost $1.2 million on this election. The number one contributor was an outfit called Marijuana Policy Project. $728,000 from an outfit in Washington, D.C. came to Alaska to influence this election. Number two, Drug Policy Alliance, $100,000 from an outfit in Washington, D.C. came to Alaska to influence this election. Number three, another marijuana policy project, $26,000. That nearly $1.2 million of mostly outside money spent by the yes people created a lot more support and the local Alaskans who voted against it put up $270,000. So what I'm saying is that this business, that the thought that this was the final word is nonsense. This, this election got caught out from underneath us by outside special interests. That's what happened. And we need to revisit this again. And that's what our purpose is here, is to give the people a chance to speak out. Hey, if they vote for keeping marijuana businesses in the rural, then hey, you're all set. You don't have to worry. And believe me, we got Mount Everest to, to climb to get this uh, to get to get this on the ballot. So now <clears throat> we've got to collect two thousand five hundred and seventy signatures. Normally you get 90 days from the time your petitions are given to you by the borough until you have to turn in the signatures. You just in about, in about yeah, six years. Can someone go get security, please? This is what the meeting will ask him to leave. There's okay. security in the library. Please just listen. Okay. In six days, the borough has to give our petitions out. After that happens, we've got less than three weeks to collect all those signatures. So we've got our work cut out for it. We need community support in order for this to happen. And that's why we're here tonight. Now, that's a lot of signatures and you know, I thought about that for a while, and then I got this email from a nice lady who said, I'd like to help. How many signatures do you need? I'm good for 100. Whoa, I like getting emails like that. And, you know, the thing of it is, if I could, I start thinking, I could, if I could get 25 more women like her, I'd be done collecting signatures. We'd be home free. And I thought, well, 
you know, and besides that, she's a woman. If a woman says she's going to do something, her watch out, she's going to do it. I thought, well, okay, maybe I should talk to the library people. So I went over there and I said, uh, you know, is there any way I could just let women into the meeting? You know, and uh, they said, are you crazy? He says, a public meeting, you can't do that. So, <laughs> anyway, um, guys, I, I don't mean to insult you, but at least you know you got the librarians looking out for you. So, yeah, good about that. And I do have back there, I have the subway sheet from the borough that talks about how a ballot, how the initiative, how you fill out the initiative when you get the packet. They are pages that are marked, they've got ABCs on it, so they ask you to go to the page of the person's last name, so all the B's are together, all the A's and C's are together, and that helps the clerks verify, or the canvas board, the other citizens, to verify those names. If they're all over the board, it takes them longer, and then we don't get it back. Because if we find out we're short signatures, they will give it back to us, that initiative, and say, hey, you're short 200. Then we get 10 more days to go out and collect 200. If we had 200, they could not verify. So I have handouts back there that go over that, if you want to look at that real closely. And then um, and if the ones that are here signed up to help, we're going to coordinate everybody's efforts to make sure we're not duplicating efforts in areas. So uh, Jim was going to coordinate and give people a call. And uh, they're, when they're done and if they get approved, they'll be at the borough. You have to pick them up and sign them out there. You have to keep, most important thing is you have to keep that petition with you and witness every signature. You can't check out a petition and give it to your wife. You can't check out a petition and leave it at the bar and have people fill it in. You have to physically be with that and see those signatures. If you have an opportunity, take a gander when someone's done signing and filling it in to see if you can read what they wrote. Because they have to be able to read them to verify. So if you have that moment, sometimes you get busy, don't know what to get to, that's very important too. So okay, the bottom line, people, is how much do you care about the community? Because our little group, we can't do this. So it's going to have to be you people that live here. You've got to come out and get signatures and get busy. I got 2,000 signatures thrown out in the first place. Right here and here. So it sounds like a lot of work, but if you think about it, just think about how many people you know. Your friends, your neighbors, the people at work, the people at church. You think about it, you know a lot of people when you get right down to it. And if those people think like you do and care enough about the community that, as you do, it shouldn't be that hard to get the signature in the meeting. But it's going to have to come from the people. This, this is the only way it's going to get done. We're going to continue to coordinate. We're going to continue to get out information. We're going to be there to help you, but it's going to be up to you to do this. To do this. Now, there's one other thing I want to talk about tonight, and it's something I, that I came across this morning. I think should read. It was in the Alaska Dispatch News. And if you go to ADM.com, you'll find it there. And it says, Fairbanks is shaping up to be the center of Alaska's marijuana industry. So, that's what you want, then that's 
you're happy. But for me, I'm not proud of that. I've lived in this borough for 44 years. I'm not proud of any of this stuff. I don't like the idea that we're going to finance our government and our schools with drug money. It's crazy. It's not, and it's unnecessary. I'm willing to pay more in taxes for real needs if necessary, but we don't need to do this with drug money. So, get a hold of this, read it, send it on to your friends and think about this stuff. Sir, are you with the library? Yes. Can you, we have this front row here. Can we ask them to be recognized? I There's a couple of them that don't. You can just ask them to be recognized. Is